and welcome to Just One More Cookie, a podcast about two sisters' journeys toward complete health and wellness. We definitely don't have it all figured out, and we're still in the thick of it, but we are enjoying the ride. We'd love for you to come and join us for Just One More Cookie. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Just One More Cookie. I'm Abby. And I'm Amy. And we are so excited. This is actually our final episode of 2020 and of season one. Can't believe that we have a whole season down. I so know. we kind of just started it. I didn't think we would last this long, that we would have this much stuff to talk about, but we are still going strong. So um, we are going to record this last episode. Then we're going to take a little bit of a break, do some brainstorming and come back uh, strong with season two. So we thought for this final episode of 2020 that we would do uh, an episode about fad diets. Uh, we just thought it was very time appropriate just because, um, especially this year at the end of the year, you know, it's all about, uh, self-reflection and things that we want to change. Uh, especially since 2020 was pretty rough for most everybody. So I know a lot of people are going to want to start 2021 with a clean slate, starting out strong and a lot of ways that we all tend to want to do the changes that we want to make, uh, is with our health. So, and a lot of times, of course, fad diets are pretty popular. So, uh, we wanted to talk about them and kind of talk about the positives, the negatives. We wanted to share some really crazy ones that we found that we thought were pretty entertaining. So let's get into it. So let's talk about why fad diets are so popular. So I've never been a, a fad person, but I, I mean, I could see the appeal. And I think one of the big reasons why they're so popular, it seems like they just kind of offer a quick fix. So like a, a shortcut, you know, especially if you're trying to lose for a short-term goal or you have like a wedding or a party or something coming up that you want to drop a lot of pounds. I think it's easy to look at this fad diet and say, oh, this is going to get the pounds off quickly. So I'm going to do it. I think another one too, is that when, um, when fad diets are presented, it's always presented as it's so easy, right? Because that's something that those are like catch words. Um, I did copywriting for a while, which I still do in essence. And copywriting is simply like being responsible for um, marketing writing. So like the, the writing that goes on websites or if you're doing like online ads, right? And like there's keywords that you're always trying to lean into if you're trying to sell. And easy, quick, massive results. Like those are the keywords because that's what people are looking for, right? It's like, if I told you, oh, this plan is great for long-term health and it will slowly bring you to your goals, nobody's going to buy that. Right. <laughs> and it's going to take a lot of discipline and a lot of work. Like, yeah. sign me up. Right. It's like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. I would like the hydroxy cut um, <laughs> that I can take and it promises that I'm going to lose seven pounds in three days or I mm -hmm. want the body wraps or I want the fat burners or the pills that are like telling me that it's easy, it's quick, and it's magical. 
um, which is a lot of times the things that are a little bit more appealing to us. But those words, it, when we're talking about health, those are probably some of the most damaging words when you start saying easy, quick, mm-hmm. no problem, you know, short term results. That's those are actually negative words when we're talking about long term health. But we'll get into that. Right. And also, I know that it's it seems like it's it's really easy to get excited about what's popular, kind of that mob mentality. And especially when fad diets are at their height of popularity, a lot of times they'll be in the news or they'll be floating around on your Facebook feed. Like uh, I see a bunch all the time. Like, I don't know where this is from. I've never clicked on it. But this new fat burning technique as seen on Shark Tank and like, you know, so it's advertised and, you know, you'll see all of the, well, this person got this result and, you know, this person dropped 20 pounds in two weeks and all this kind of stuff. So I think it's, it's really easy to kind of get excited and get pumped up and jump on the bandwagon when you see those fad diets and they're, they're gaining a lot of popularity. Yeah. And it's an overinflated industry anyways. Um, it's a billion dollar industry, you Mm -hmm. know, like weight loss is a really big issue, um, in the United States because obesity is a really big issue. So there's, it's, it's a market that you can get into if you have the right kind of verbiage and if you proclaim results, right? So I want to preface this by saying the majority of fad diets work because essentially what you're doing is cutting your caloric intake, right? So of course it's going to work. If I go on a cabbage soup diet and all I'm eating is cabbage soup, it's not because the cabbage soup is so magical and it works. It's because you're eating less, right? Right. And like, yeah, that's going to bring off the short, that you're going to get short-term results. And um, if you're wrapping your stomach, oh my God, I remember the, um, I can't remember what network marketing company this was, but there's so many network marketing companies right now that are, that prey upon, especially women who are looking for a community to belong to, and they're looking for some sort of weight loss results. So there's so many network marketing companies that have come like have come about because of it. But I remember when there used to be these wraps that were like a big deal, right? Just wrap your stomach. If you wrap your stomach every night, then you're going to have these amazing results. Mm-hmm. Um, now, who am I to say that somebody didn't have results? Maybe they did have results. Anything like... You don't know what you're do what behavior changes that you're making based on the wrapping. Maybe the wrapping is making me just in a healthy mode and I'm eating more fruit than I normally would, right? So there's a lot of like of inflated results. Sometimes there's um, you know, they talk a lot about some of these industries will take falsified photos for before and after. So it can it, they can make it look really good, you know, to where it's like, oh, I want that. It's so easy. And look at this person. Their before picture looks horrendous. And their after picture, not only are they skinnier, but they look like a model. Of course, this is what right. I want. You know, it's the right. power of advertising. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's good PR, but not necessarily good results. Like you said, and I've heard that before, too, how they doctor the photos or, you know, they skew the the results or whatever, just because, you know, it's it's good marketing because they make money off of it. So and that, of course, is very appealing to us that, you know, we want to be fitter. We want to be skinnier. We want to, you know, have that more um, 
more fit body, more healthy body. And, you know, sometimes it's, we just want to, we want to look really cute in our clothes. So, you know, it's, they, they know how to prey on that and prey on our insecurities. So, um, let's talk about some of the types that we found. And honestly, when I was looking at this list, I thought these were the most insane things I had ever heard of. And I could not believe that people actually did this. But <laughs> so the first one is called the cigarette diet. Mm -hmm. So, and it literally it sounds super healthy. I know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do, when you look this up, did you see what year this was popular? Um, so this is like in the span of the last 20 or 30 years, these are just have, these were, um, ranked based on popularity in the last 20 to 30 years. But this was actually a super, um, this was an actual campaign. Like I saw the flyer for this, the cigarette. Wow. Yeah. 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 So their slogan was reach for a lucky instead of a sweet, which, you know, is really crazy. And a lot of people will say, especially once they do quit smoking, they gain a lot of weight. And I think it's because, you know, of course, smoking is an addictive behavior. Well, so is eating as yeah. you know, we can attest to it's an addictive behavior. So sometimes you're just taking one addictive behavior and substituting it for another. So of course, if you're going to be addicted to cigarettes, you're not going to be, you know, cigarettes obviously don't have calories like uh, food does like the sweets do. But obviously there are a load of health issues that come along with smoking, you know, after all of the studies have come out. And, um, but yeah, that was a real popular one, which I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, that is insane. But yeah. I'm sure that was before all of the, you know, the negative stuff came out about smoking probably. So yeah. Yeah. It was still when smoking was being glamorized. Mm -hmm. Um, most definitely. Um, another one was called the sleeping beauty diet and it, it is what it sounds like. You're supposed to sleep more. <laughs> So I think it was a, you add three to five, um, three to five hours of sleep each night, um, to, to your routine. And that's supposed to help you lose weight, which instead of calling this a diet, I mean, essentially you can just say sleep more. It's yeah. not a, like, it's not essentially a diet because we did a whole episode on the importance of sleeping. Mm -hmm. So there is there is data to prove that sleeping is actually super beneficial and can help you drop weight, but it's more of a long-term, right? It's not mm -hmm. like if I tell you, Hey, this week, get an extra three to five hours. And like you come back next week and you're like, Oh my God, I lost 10 pounds just from sleeping. I don't know that that is a result that would happen, but as far as like long-term health, yeah, sleeping extra will help. Right. And you can't just do sleeping and then continue to eat whatever you want. <laughs> I just can eat whatever. And I'll just, I'll see you, you know, three yeah. hours later for my extra three hours of sleep. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Uh, another one, and I've heard of this one before. So this one is called the master cleanse or the mm -hmm. lemonade diet. So I've heard mm -hmm. of this one before. So you basically eat no solid food. And so you make a beverage, it's cayenne pepper, lemon juice, maple syrup, and water. And then you begin with a laxative saltwater flush, then spend the rest of your day drinking the six to 12 glasses of cayenne lemon, lemon maple water. <laughs> I don't this, is the, this is the Beyonce diet. They call it the Beyonce diet because she talked about how she went on this diet and lost all this weight, right? Well, of course, because you're not, you're not eating. Yeah. You're literally you're like drinking 
lemon juice with cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper ruins everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like I was like, oh, maple syrup, lemon juice. This looks like lemonade. And then when they were like cayenne pepper, I was like, yeah, disgusting. I wonder what that does for it. Like, what is the purpose of that? I think it's like for bowel movements. I think it's like just that uh, it's like supposed to be like that's why it's called the master cleanse. Like you're just supposed to be on the toilet all day, every day, just flushing out your system, which yeah. is like the big, the big key term, right? When people say detox, like, oh, mm-hmm. you need to go on a detox, which just means that you've been eating like garbage and right. they want you to like go on a fast because supposedly if you go on a like a fast or you drink certain drinks, then you'll go on a detox. But really it's just saying. I think it's like the other end of the spectrum, right? So the mm-hmm. one end of the spectrum is you ate like trash. So now the other end of the spectrum is, oh, starve your body and poop your guts out. Like, <laughs> why not find a middle? You know what I mean? Right. Like, maybe right. instead of a master cleanse, maybe just start eating regular, healthy, three meals a day, starting to move your body more as opposed to don't eat anything and, you know, drink Cayenne pepper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I remember this diet when I was in high school because I had a friend that went on it. This is called the baby food diet. That sounds and so gross. The way that this works is that breakfast and lunch, you have baby food. Ugh. And then for dinner, I guess you have like a regular dinner. And I remember like she was super regimented with this, like very on it. And would bring like pears and bananas for lunch. Here's the thing. Once again, <laughs> this is not a, ph- a phenomenon, yeah. right? All she was doing was essentially taking regular food that just gets pureed and put in jars. So really, <laughs> why are you spending all that money on baby food when you could just right. take a banana and throw it in a blender or just eat a banana Yeah, right? <laughs> or just eat pears? Or carrots. It's like all the things that you're getting from this baby food. But um, yeah, so you're only supposed to eat baby food for breakfast and lunch and then eat a small dinner. Mm-hmm. That sounds gross. Although I probably can't make that determination. I've never had baby food, but it just sounds gross. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I'm sure, I don't even know if we had baby food when we were babies, but. I'm sure we did, but pureed like carrots and peas and all kinds. Yeah. It sounds so gross. Like you said, just eat the healthy alternative. I don't understand. Okay. Another one, which Amy, you mentioned already is the cabbage soup diet. So this one is basically what it sounds like. You eat cabbage soup as much as you want for seven days. And then I think they have a couple other random foods included. So like, for example, on day two, you eat a baked potato with butter. So Cabbage soup, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you can get a baked potato with butter. I mean, hats off to people that can have the discipline to do this for seven days. I could not. I would lose it. Yeah, and I even looked at the recipe for the cabbage soup. It doesn't even look like good soup, right? (laughs) And if I'm like cabbage soup for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm going to end up fasting, which is why people probably lost a lot of weight on this diet because how much cabbage soup... Can you eat? And then like the foods that they're introducing is like, oh, today you get a delicious baked potato. So on top of this cabbage, which already sits heavy on your stomach. Well, there's no protein in it. You're not going to get filled. It's terrible. Yeah. 
Um, another one. This one was so weird. I had to read it and cross-reference it a few times. But this is really, <laughs> this is a for real fad diet. It's called the cotton ball diet. And literally, <laughs> it is what it sounds like. You eat cotton balls instead <laughs> of eating food. Now, here's the crazy part. You have an option. You can either eat the cotton ball plain or eat what? the cotton ball dipped in orange juice. It's supposed to go oh. down there. So the concept of the cotton ball diet is like um, if you if you eat cotton balls, it's supposed to line your stomach. So make your stomach feel like you're full or like you've been eating something so that you won't eat. Now, let's not even go into like what this can do to your digestive system mm -hmm. and the fact of do you even know like what shoving cotton balls down your throat <laughs> is doing to you? Right. That's I insane. That was. I know. Wow. Uh, so another one is the tapeworm diet, which I've heard of this before too. So basically, which I am surprised that people actually did this. I thought it was like, uh, you know, that people just say, oh, they must have a tapeworm. They can eat whatever they want. And they never get, they never gain any weight. So basically you eat tapeworm eggs, they hatch in your GI tract, and then they basically just consume all the food that you swallow. Cause you know, it is a parasite which I have heard before that people who get this not on purpose, but I know a lot of third world countries, you know, that it's prevalent to have, you know, these kind of parasites and stuff just because of, you know, diseases and like dirty water and stuff like that. But anyways, I heard, which I don't know how true this is. So in the, the only way to get them out is they put something by like at the, at your mouth, like rotten milk, milk or something. Yes. yes. And it crawls out and then they see it. And then they reach in and snatch it and pull it out. Which, if this is the case, if that is the only way that you can get rid of a tapeworm, why would you purposely put it in there when you have to get it out and just wait for it to crawl up your esophagus all the way? Oh, my gosh. I think, and I think one of the things that we're trying to highlight with these is that if you've ever been on any of these diets, this is not like to shame anyone or to make mm -hmm. anyone feel bad because these exist because we live in a society, like we said at the beginning, we want it fast. We want it easy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just get super desperate because we don't have the tools. We don't have the strategies that empower us. So we're just looking like, Mm -hmm. What do I do? Like I have this extra weight on me. I want it off. And a lot of times too, if we come at weight loss from a very unhealthy mindset and from like a mindset of like hating ourselves or just looking at ourselves as disgusting, we will go to like unhealthy measures. Like if you think about that, you're putting a tapeworm in mm -hmm. your body, right? But I think the fact that this even exists shows how unhealthy sometimes our mindsets can be about our bodies and about how to get healthy. So we are telling you these to show you, you know, to go through some of the ridiculousness. Because even though I didn't do a cabbage soup diet, I did, I've, I've shared this before. I did a raw food diet. It was awful. I did a juice cleanse. It was awful. I almost did the master cleanse with the lemon water, but I hate cayenne pepper. So much. <laughs> I knew I couldn't last. I was like, well, I was with you until you said cayenne pepper. I yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Right. And as somebody who is like, um, who still struggles with an eating disorder, right. This is something that I'll struggle with the rest of my life and not struggle with as in like, I haven't faced it or I haven't gone to therapy. It's just, it's something that's always there. Right. 
So it's like as somebody who's taken a lot of unhealthy measures to get healthy, it's so important that you know and that you look for plans that are doing long term. You're getting in a routine, you're disciplining yourself and you're honoring your body and you're not punishing it because this this stuff, this is Mm -hmm. punishment. Yeah, it is. Having cotton balls down your throat (laughs) is punishment. That's me telling my body, I hate you. Now let me shove you filled with cotton balls. Like <laughs> you just can't love your body that way, right? Cabbage right. soup. Like if I serve that to you, know that I don't prefer your presence. Like, <laughs> I would be offended. Right. Cabbage like, soup. This is disgusting. Right. <laughs> Cabbage. <laughs> the lowest level of vegetable on the planet. <laughs> Second only to cauliflower. That's just my opinion. Some people love cabbage, so I won't. Oh. I won't just cabbage. Um, another diet is called the Twinkie diet. So there's variations of this, right? So the idea is like full elimination, but the idea behind the Twinkie diet is like, oh, if you just go on a Twinkie diet, any kind of sugar or carb cravings that you have, you satisfy them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you only eat Twinkies. That's it. Yeah, I heard the same. Similar thing with pie. Yeah. Yeah. You can really pick any like savory like dessert. So the idea is that if that's the only thing you're eating, then it'll stop being a thing Mm -hmm. and you'll go into a caloric deficit, which once again, that's going to help you lose weight. But it's like, oh, you should enjoy losing weight. So don't just go on a vegetable diet, go on a pie diet. And it's, (laughs) you can't eat too much pie, which for me, it's like, if you were like, Amy, go on a cake diet, you're sure to lose weight. I'm like, do you understand how much cake I put in my mouth? <laughs> like if you say, oh, how did breakfast go? I had a whole sheet cake. Yeah. And I look forward to the sheet cake I'll have at lunch. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't work for me. Right. But I'm sure some people who like say, oh, that's so sweet, might be able to handle something like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie diet, I would need four boxes. Mm-hmm. A box per meal with the boxes in between for snacks. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Plus, what not it a Twinkie that they did like a study or something that said that it survives in a landfill for years and years and years? Oh, yeah. I mean, you it's remember that? Processed. Yeah, it's a yeah. completely process. It's not even real food. It's similar to hot dogs, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's just not the best. Right. Right. Okay. So another one that we found, which I, neither of us know how to pronounce this. So no. please forgive our mispronunciation. Aokili diet soaps. So it's spelled A-O-Q-I-L-I, however you pronounce that. But anyways, so it's soap that's made with seaweed and aloe vera, and they are supposed to wash away the fat that lies beneath the skin. So I I, I don't understand how this is so funny. I don't understand how this is a diet. So you just take a shower with the soap? And just scrub your body with the soap. If this was real, <laughs> oh, listen, sign me up for that. Don't tell I me twice. Three times a day: breakfast, lunch, and dinner, bath. <laughs> Here's the thing. First of all, I will buy stock in this company. Yeah. Second of all, I would like a bar of soap a day. Yes, and I right. Will go to baths, which I hate taking baths. I will marinate. Yeah. <laughs> While it just washes my fat away. Do you know how magical that could be? Right. And that totally trumps my idea of getting like a whole bunch of bags of ice and putting them in a bath. Oh, yeah. And like freezing (laughs) off the fat. When I saw this, I was like, 
I might have to research this. <laughs> but it sounds pretty bogus. But apparently when they released it, it was like huge demand, right? Then they had, you know, and everybody always has studies. There's always a study and there's always mm -hmm. a doctor that comes on that's like, oh my God, you won't believe this. Um, but yeah, I, I doubt that it is yeah. accurate. <laughs> um, okay, so this next site is called the Chewing Diet. There's a couple other names to this. So um, the, this kind of diet is you chew the food until it is completely purified and then you spit it out. This is so gross to me. This, okay, but when I was reading this, I was like, this is torture. Yes, Once it again, is. This is like abuse to your body, right? So right. it's like you have something in your mouth and you're chewing it and your body's like, oh, nourishment. And you're like, nope, just kidding. Yeah. Spit it all in the garbage, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's another, um, I can't remember this, this girl's name, but she's a celebrity and she's, oh, Rebel Wilson. She's been losing all of this weight and they've been like um, advertising her diet. And part of her diet is when she puts something in her mouth, she has to count how many times she chews before she can swallow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, what an unpleasant experience. Like how do you go out to eat with her? I don't, yeah, you're talking and I'm like, one, 1,000, yeah. three, 1,000. I'll respond after I get to 25, 1,000. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, my thing is, and, and this is a, this is a tip before we get to the diets that, um, or the, we don't want to call them diets, but the, the eating plants that you can use. One thing that I always think about when I do any sort of behavior changing when it comes with my food or workouts is, can I maintain this? Right. Is this something that I am able to maintain long-term? And if I cannot maintain it long-term, I am not interested in it. Mm -hmm. So if the chewing diet is going to help me lose 20 pounds, but once I get back on just regular eating, it's going to all go away. I'm not interested in it because I mm -hmm. can't, I can't count my chews the rest of my life. I don't want to prison myself to that. Right. Like anytime you offer it to me, I have to be like, oh, thank you for this beef jerky. Okay. So it's beef jerky. So I need at least 20 chews. <laughs> I can't. That would be torture. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think that's cruel. Like you said, chew it up and then spit it out. I mean, yeah. where's the fun in that? That's gross. Right. Wow. How delicious was this? Now it's in the garbage, right? It's like, and you're still starving when it's all said and done. I don't understand that. It would make it worse to me. Right, right. So another one is the vision diet. So with this, you wear blue tinted glasses and everything you plan to eat will look disgusting. I don't know. It wouldn't work for me. No, that would work for me. I don't care either. if it's blue. It, like, yeah, if, I, if it if smells I'm, good and tastes good, who cares what it looks like? Yeah. I'm like, thank you for the, I, I would more so just be annoyed at the blue hue of the entire room. Yeah. But if I'm eating a, if I'm eating a bowl of mashed potatoes and they're blue, okay, but are they still mashed potatoes and will they go down my throat very smoothly and be delicious? I don't, okay, then I don't care that they're blue. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, another one. Okay, this one slightly disturbed me just because it just seemed like it hurt, but this one's called ear stapling. So this is something that people really do. So the way that it works is you get these surgical staples placed in your inner ear cartilage 
And apparently this is a place where you can stimulate your pressure points that control your appetite. Um, the only problem is, so like initially when you staple your ears, like it helps with the appetite control, but it very quickly stops being effective because then your body regulates itself, right? So mm -hmm. then like your appetite ends up going back to what it was before. But it, I guess it kind of shows you the types of measures people will go through um, to control their appetite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another one is the werewolf diet. So it's water, fruit, or veggie juice for 24 hours during the full moon or new moon. So I don't know if that means that you eat regular the rest of the time. And then just during the full moon and new moon, all you do is drink water and juice, which yeah. how long is the phase of a new moon? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. Like a full moon in, like is a couple days. I really don't know. I don't know either. Um, it, this, this kind of sounds like fasting though. Yeah. Like doing some sort of like planned fast, which I don't think is a horrible idea. There's a lot of people who incorporate fasting into their regular lifestyle, which there's a lot of um, research that talks about the benefits of that. Um, I just don't know. I don't know where the full moon and the new moon comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, another one is called the five bite diet. So this is a little similar to the chewing diet, only with the five bite diet. You skip breakfast and then you only have five bites of food for lunch and dinner. So how big is a bite? Because, you oh, know, I could fit a lot of food in my mouth. <laughs> That's what I said. Five bites. So I can do a half a sandwich in one bite. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I could have a sandwich. I could take chips or popcorn. You just crunch them up like the chips and the chip dust. And yeah. you get a handful and just shove it in. And then if I make something that's more than five bites and I have to throw it away because it's not. I'd be mad. I'd be highly disturbed. Yeah. Wow. Um, another one is called the military diet. This one is so gross. I had a friend mm -hmm. do um, the main staples of the military diet is it's a seven day diet. And the main things are saltine crackers, hot dogs, and tuna. That's so nasty. Think about the breath <laughs> and the pores. Hopefully Ugh. like, and I don't know if this is even scientific, but in my mind, I'm hoping that like the saltine crackers is what's supposed to absorb the smell of the hot dogs and the tuna. Yeah. But if you think about it, you're just eating hot dogs, tuna, and Ugh. saltine crackers, like what's happening to your pores? What's coming out of the oils of yeah. your body? Yeah. That's so Ugh. gross. Uh, another one is the grapefruit diet, which I like grapefruit, but no. you do 10 to 12 days of it. I could not do it. I, I just don't, first of all, I mean, that's, it's not filling at all, but no. to have the same thing, it's very acidic too. And then especially depending on what kind you get, sometimes you get a really sour one, 10 to 12 days of grapefruit. No, oh, couldn't no. do it. Um, the next one is general juice cleanse. So there's so many different ways that you can do the juice cleanse, but it's essentially just drinking juice. Some people like and you can do them for different time periods. So the one time that I went on a juice fast, it was supposed to be 30 days. I made it to 15 days and it was awful. I think you came home during that. And I think we talked about that before with your juicer and the yeah the oh. bag that you attached to it. And then it just spit out fruit and veggie <laughs> refuse. I was <laughs> so passionate like a about it. Barely eight ounce glass of water out of 
two pounds of fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm one, like you're not one to get on these. I'm one to get on the fad diets and it's taken me a while to like, because I've, because I've gone on such a span of losing so much weight and because I've had so many like, um, patches of health issues and mental health issues and an eating disorder. But then on top of it, feeling like I can't get the rest of the weight off that I was turning to a lot of like fad, like how do I hurry up and get this weight off, which ended up having the adverse effect. Cause the whole time I'm going through this, like raw food diet, fruit cleanse, Daniel's fast, fasting in general, Mm-hmm. It ended up setting me way back and just doing a lot of damage to my body, a lot of damage to my teeth even. So it ended up like having such an adverse effect as opposed to if I had just gone and done, like had a balanced meal plan and a balanced workout schedule that would have taken me so much further than all of this on and off fad diet nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one is the blood type diet. So, um, and we don't have exactly what it was for each blood type. Cause obviously there's several blood types, but basically you only eat certain foods based on what your blood type is. But of course, which, and this is the same for any of these diets that we're talking about, it restricts the food that could essentially be good for you. So it's basically an exclusion diet, which pretty much all of these are. And that's one of the problems with a lot of these fad diets is that's there. You're missing so much nutrient nutrients that your body is starving, which no wonder you lose so much weight because your body is eating itself from the inside out. Cause it has, it has no fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Another diet. And this is actually real. I know a living being that is on this diet it's <laughs> called the breatharian <laughs> breatharian diet. You live off of water, sunlight, and tea. <laughs> That's it. How do you, how are you fed by tea or not tea sunlight? sunlight? Sunlight. Okay. So the idea is because we are cellular beings, when we go outside in the sun, we are feeding our cells, right? Which, and the idea of like food was created by the grocery industry or the, um, you know, people. Who are yeah, yeah. 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 And they're, they're telling us we need to eat, but we don't really need to eat. <laughs> and I really tried to listen to this because I was like, can I be fed by the sun? <laughs> it's possible. Do I, mean, I want to be fed by the sun? Keep in mind, no. vitamin D is a huge problem. There's so many people that are vitamin D deficient and it does come from the sun, but that's well, you know, not the only I, vitamins and minerals that your body needs. Well, exactly. And I would never be like, I'm so hungry. And then say... I just need direct UV sunlight. Let me tell you, I've spent a lot of time laying outside in the sun. And when I came in, I was never like, oh, I'm so full right now. (laughs) What a hearty meal that was. (laughs) (laughs) And also the first steps to skin cancer. Right, right. Okay, so the last one that we found, and of course, you know, there are tons to choose from, but these were just the top 20 that we found. So the last one is the Fletcherizing diet. So this is another, the chewing one that we were talking about, but this one is you chew it a hundred times. I don't understand how that is physically possible. And I mean, I guess that's why you lose weight because you do two bites and you've already chewed 
200 times. I mean, I mean, and so I think that there's some merit to the idea behind this, because I think a lot of times, especially those of us who do struggle with weight issues, we eat really fast. And so, and it takes your body a little bit of time to realize, oh, I'm full. So I know that, um, in Weight Watchers, they've talked about before how, you know, they recommend like, take a bite, put your, like your fork or spoon, put your utensils down, sit there, chew it up, swallow, take a, a couple breaths of, you know, 30 seconds and then eat again. So then your body can kind of catch up and you're not consuming and wolfing it down. But to chew one bite a hundred times, come on now, that's ridiculous. And But once again, like when you create a, a food plan around fear mm -hmm. and around punishment, you start to really make damaging decisions about your overall health. I did so much damage to my body when eating became about punishment and panic and anxiety and not feeling good enough. So every meal plan was around the, I don't look good. I don't feel good. I need anything I can to get this weight off because me being overweight is the problem for everything when it wasn't, mm -hmm. you know? So I think the shift has to occur when you're really looking for, especially with this coming year, because that's when everyone starts to think about what kind of diet am I going to get on? What am I, I want to, I want to get healthy. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to like restart. Cause I always love a good refresh. Um, so when you're looking for what can I use to refresh and what can I use to guide my eating and my meal plan, there are specific meal plans out there that you can try um, to start implementing into your life that give you a wide spectrum of food to eat from and allow you to live a life where food doesn't control you and you don't feel guilty about it and you're not eating in fear or anxiety. It's something that you can start to incorporate. And I can say that with like full confidence. When I do my meal prep, I'm not thinking about how, how many foods can I keep out of my life and what are the bad foods and what are the good foods? I love meal prepping because meal prepping is reminding me of how well I'm going to fuel my body this week. I'm making foods that I enjoy and that I like. I'm not I'm not totally like taking all of the the nutrients out of out of all of my food and just eating, you know, a hearty plate of cotton balls. I'm really <laughs> trying to enjoy because food should be enjoyed, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm like, oh, a full day of grapefruit, what do I have tomorrow? Another full day of grapefruit? <laughs> Yum. <laughs> so we found, um, and I'm gonna put this link in the show notes. Um, and this is actually going to um, couple as our favorite thing, because I think that this website is so, so useful. So every year, the U.S. News and World Repo Reports releases um, like the best of, and they do, they'll do a wide variety. So they do the best diets overall, and they release it a little while ago. And this is like the most up to date. And they do, um, I think there's, 20 of them that they have. Um, and they, they have a specific rating system for each one of the meal plans that they show, but they rank them for you and they give you a general idea of what that meal plan consists of, what kind of foods you're eating. And it gives you the opportunity to look at what's out there 
that's not promising because none of these are promising quick, easy, mm -hmm. fast, short-term results. All of these are, these are certain types of eating plans that you can use that will give you long-term health, that you can incorporate long-term in your life. And that's not to say you're stuck to it forever. It's just like you're testing it on your body. So we're not going to talk about any specific diet because we're not endorsing any specific plan because we're both huge believers in go with what works for your body best. So for some person, they might choose to just go vegan. And that was one of the plans on there. It talked about going all vegan. Another one is the Mediterranean diet, which is very heavy in fruits and vegetables and whole grains. There's the Mayo Clinic diet. There's the um, Weight Watchers is on there, right? And Weight Watchers is a wide spectrum of food that you can eat based on a point system. So there's no one like plan that we say, yes, you should do this for you. The thing that you want to do is go to this website and just kind of look at what they have. And then in the midst of what they have, here's some things that you might want to look at when you're deciding which one is best for me. Each one has a rating to it, right? So there's the overall score and then there's weight loss and then there's healthy. So those three things are what they are rated on, right? So for instance, the Mediterranean diet gets a 4.2 out of five in the overall. It gets a three out of five for weight loss and it gets a 4.8 out of five for healthy. And then underneath each one of the specific diets or the plans, it gives you more information about what you're getting into. So you wanna look at that first to look at the overall scores. Right. And I think this is really important, especially to focus, like you said, on the healthy rating over the weight loss rating, because, you know, every person is different. And so there are diets that certain, certain diets that would not work for me that they might work for somebody else, but you want to ultimately pick something that you can do long-term. And because you want to do it long-term, you want to make sure that it's healthy, that you're feeding your body something that it needs, that it craves, and something that's going to give you energy, that's going to keep your body working the way it needs to. So, that is really something that's important when you are looking, if you decide to go to this list and look for tips or advice or not advice, but if you go to look for a plan, make sure that you're keeping that health rating in mind. And then also, I think it's very important that you don't go in and pick one plan and say, this is the plan that I have to do and I have to make this work for me. And if I don't, I'm a failure. So I think that you have to focus and remember that everybody is different and every body is different. So what works for me might not work for somebody else because I am completely different. So like my body type is different. My habits are different. My lifestyle could be different. So I think that because this list is so vast, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, it's great because there's not one cookie cutter workout or diet or health plan that you have to follow. And if you can't do it, you're a failure. So I think it's best to go in with an open mind and think, okay, this one looks like it's going to work for me. I'm going to try it. But if it doesn't work, I have a backup plan. I can go back and I can try something else. 
Yeah. And I think it's important too, to really understand what your goals are. So before you look at a specific plan, are you looking to lose a large amount of weight? If you're looking to lose a, a large amount of weight, then like what, which one of those plans are going to help you? Are you looking for a more long-term um, health, uh, health plan? You know, so when you're looking at the scores, know what, what are my goals for this year? What am I looking at doing? And make sure that those goals are sticking with something that is doable, right? So your goal shouldn't be to lose 20 pounds in month one. That is too much. At that rate, you're losing muscle. You're not just losing fat. And then at that rate, that, that means that you're cutting some necessary nutrients from your body. Unless you're going in at like 600 pounds, you don't want to be losing that amount of weight per month. So make sure that you know what your goals are. And then too, like it doesn't hurt to consult with a, with your physician. It doesn't, you can consult with a nutritionist. You can talk to somebody else who's been doing some, a health journey for a long time, like get other people in the process with it and see what's worked for people, what hasn't um, to kind of get a better idea too with how an actual person has handled a specific meal plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing also you want to keep in mind is will this work for me practically? So factor in like your budget, your time. Like if you're somebody like me who does not want to do a bunch of different recipes all the time and do a lot of cooking, that's not practical for me. It's just, it doesn't fit in with it. my time. I don't want to do it. And so for me to do that long-term, I mean, for I want to do something I want to do. I want to be healthy, but at the same time, I don't want it to be drudgery. So I think that it's very important to keep that in mind. You know, like you said, Amy, remember what your goals are, find out what your goals are and make sure that this will fit into that. And you can actually put it into practice and it's not going to break your budget. It's not going to discourage you. You're still going to be able to make it work for you. Yeah. And I think the most important thing is, is that once, once you get like a, like a group of an I, ideas, right. From this list, let's say that you have a top three, do more research, make sure that you know what you're getting into. Because remember the goal is to pick something that you can go long-term with because that's where the real results are going to come in. It doesn't matter if you pick a great diet that lets you have a good one or two months. If after those two months, you're going back to what you had before and you're gaining all the weight back or going back to unhealthy habits again, then that wasn't a good plan for you to pick. So make sure that you're researching something that is giving you some sort of caloric deficit because that's the goal of any sort of meal plan is to lessen how much you're taking in. And then you're measuring that with your activity but also make sure that you're feeding your body nutrient dense food, that you're making sure that whatever plan you're taking, that you're being kind and loving to your body, that I am picking something that honors my body, that makes sure that my body knows that I'm not, I'm not punishing you. I'm not giving you all this garbage. I'm not like messing up your system by giving you these fits and starts that you're picking something that's going to get you going in the long term so that 2021 looks different from any other year that you've had before because you're picking something and sticking to it. And we've already had, we talked a lot about consistency and discipline early on in the season. So those will be good things to look back on. But the most important thing is that in 2021, coming up to 2021, and at this point, we are headed into the holidays or headed out of the holidays 
and you are trying to restart, get a plan in place and stick to that plan. I know for me, my plan is to stick to my macro accounting. So to stick to my percentages with my macros and to eat a balanced meal. I know, Abigail, you're still doing points mm -hmm. um, with Weight Watchers and that works for us, right? I was doing Weight Watchers points and I found that my body was just getting used to it. And I shifted to doing my macros and to eating different foods. And that's the beauty of it, right? Like you find what works best. So our challenge to you is to pick, to pick some sort of eating plan that you can stick to and share it with us. Tell us what you're picking, even if it's just to hold you accountable, that this is something you're going to try so that we can support you in it so that you can support us. Because this isn't just, we don't just want this to be a place where you consume information that is super important, but we want this to be a place where you can have a community as well and talk about what's working for you and what's not and some feedback and suggestions. Cause we're always looking for new. We've been doing this for so long. It's like, yeah, give us something new. Mm -hmm. um, so let us know what you pick and make sure that whatever it is that you pick is not a new fad of 2021 that sounds good and looks good, but just puts you back on the track of just insanity. Because that's what that those kind of things do to your mindset. Thank you once again for joining us for our final episode of season one. Make sure that you pay attention at the beginning of next year. We'll be releasing our promo and we will also be starting season two at the beginning of 2021. So thank you all who have watched or watched and or listened to us on this amazing journey of our first season. And we look forward to our next.